you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the sidelines. It's your boy Alan C in the place to be. Basketball on its way back. Basketball has a date. Yeah. Or has a date. Tentative. I think they got a first preseason game date set. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they got that going. They, it's moving their schedule. Yeah, but they. They had like a week on there. Like, or like a three-day period on there. It's like it could start on the 10th or it could start at the 12th. Like, everything was real flexible. Yeah. This is the thing right here. I'm not trying to sleep on baseball, but baseball missed that window. Because basketball has a date, football has a date. Baseball is going to try to compete with college football, NBA, and NFL at the same time. And that that ground, that ball bounced different in November. Ain't like you can play baseball inside. I didn't. I know it was fifty games. That's what I. That's all. But they were saying, well, pretty much the season would end by Halloween. The last game we played by Halloween, and it would be seventy-six games. That's a lot of money that players are missing. Well, they supposed to get about fifty percent of their pay, and another twenty percent if you make the playoff. Those are a total of seventy-six percent of right. play. So a lot of players are still laughing at the deal. Yeah. Get that done. Yeah, that's still a, a major lifestyle change to some. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> many, not to say. Yeah. Well, depends. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not considering like guys like who's a big money guy like Trout and all of them. Trout, Trout like, just got a deal. That knife in the rotation that making you know 1.5 or whatever. Yeah. You know, or three, four, five million. That that cut, that's different. Like, hold up, man. Yeah. I mean, it is a fully guaranteed. I mean, they they not making anything right now because our money is fully guaranteed, right? Or. It's guaranteed, I guess. It's something with owners need money too. They ain't generating money, so that's why the whole contract is going on the way it is now. 
So this will be the first year that Bobby Benilla Day, when Bobby Benilla's not going to be paid. Like, Get that man's money. Right. He he signed that. <laughs> he tried that. He he signed that. He earned that contract. Yeah. Hell of an agent. Al, Al, you gotta kick this one off, man. You already know where we started. Ah. You already know where we started. It hurt at first. It was a it was a stinger at first. No, it was a shocker. There we go. That's the word I'm gonna use. It was a shocker at first. Everybody know my favorite player in the NFL, Drew Brees, favorite quarterback ever to throw football. Drew Brees came out with not really a controversial controversial statement. It was a tone deaf statement about he'll never agree with anyone that. Nails with the flag or disrespects the flag. He said disrespect, right? Yeah, he said disrespects. He said disrespects the flag by kneeling for the anthem. Kneeling was somewhere. Are you sure? Kneeling was in there. I know kneeling was in there. Right. <laughs> I, know. I can't remember what he said. <laughs> so again, I think it was a very tone deaf statement by Drew Brees and. All of the anger, outrage that he received from his teammates or from LeBron James was well warranted. And as much as I'm a Drew Brees fan, I had to let him take that L. Like, bro, you you being tone deaf right now. Um, then he came out the very next day with an apology, and. I don't like people with this this God complex. I'm going to take his apology or not. I'm going to take his apology. You have the right to either accept or deny his apology. That's fair. We don't get the God complex to judge what's in that man's heart. If he's sincere or he's just saying this for the PR hit. What PR hit? You do understand that people would love to sign or keep on someone that would have that type of stance as a quote-unquote pure American patriot. They would love someone with that stance. So it's not really a PR hit exactly. for him. Um, Wrangler jeans ain't going to come out with the Black Lives Matter jeans. That's just, that's not that demographic. <laughs> so no, he ain't really using that. That's funny. <laughs> right, that's not even that demographic. Man, that'd be funny. We your jeans, <laughs> So he, he wouldn't lose any face with them. Um, copper tone, but I've I've only seen old white men rock copper tone, so not really losing face with them. I think his apology was true Drew Brees as Walter Payton, man of the year candidate. As a leader of a football team as a quarterback, one of your number one skills to have as a true leader is communication. So when you see that his team was again was angry at what he said, I'm quite sure he hopped on the phone and talked it out with, with Mike, uh Alvin, with um Malcolm and Cam. Cam and understood where they were coming from. That's just I don't see me personally as a Breach fan, I don't see him being someone that's gonna be stuck on a, a stance of 
I'm not going to hear out what my teammates has to say. Like, I don't see him being that type of person as a leader. So I think his apology was sincere. I think he just made a tone-deaf statement, not standing willful ignorance is still us. So I'm not excusing him for his ignorance statement. It was just willful ignorance that he didn't learn. He didn't really take the time to talk to anyone to grow from four years ago of his stance right. when Cam when Cap took the knee. <laughs> so I think his apology was sincere and niggas gonna hate me doing football season, but I'm still a Drew Brees fan. This, this is what it is. I don't think there's no reason to to hate you. I don't but agree with I, I don't agree with cancel culture. I said the same thing for Bill Cosby. I've said the same thing for uh, Kelly. I the same thing 10, 15 years now for Chris Brown when everybody wanted to cancel him. I think cancel culture is, is corny. I just, you know, you cancel Chris Brown, but you want to still bump James Brown, Bobby Brown? Like, these niggas are bishops. Like. <laughs> or, or just to speak, speak to our community, you're going to cancel Chris Brown, James Brown, but yo, Pee-Wee, the nigga that got 20 years on him for a couple bodies, you ain't going to cancel that. <laughs> Nah, no, right. free my man's though. Right. Free you till it's backwards. What? What? Hold up, bitch. Right. What's who did it? Yeah, but nah. You can't have it both ways. You got kidnapped. You got first attempt murder. You got this. You got that. Right. Free him. No, no. Let him see him. Like, free him. Free his mind. Don't free his body, though. Goddamn. Keep him there, bro. Exactly. For quick. Let him learn. Yeah, I just think council culture is corny. I've always said that. I've had friends stop talking to me because of I told them I'm not gonna stop listening to R. Kelly and TPT. Pissy Rob ain't babysitting none of my nieces, but damn it, I'm gonna bump my, my TPT. Right, like, um, <laughs> yeah, but they said this song was about her. They said. They said that ain't who I'm thinking about when I'm listening to it. Right. <laughs> I don't know right. something. There's also a ton of pictures that you can find on the internet that's photoshopped. <laughs> when they said that this is such and such body, so you gotta pick and choose what you believe, or don't be naive to the fact, but whatever. Right, I just think cancel culture, cancel culture in and of itself to me is just corny. It's just always been corny to me. Yeah. Like what Drew Brees said, you know, like the, like you said, the biggest thing is that he was toned up to the situation. And if I'm not mistaken, or, you know, from what I remember when Cat was kneeling, it wasn't an issue with anyone until the president came out and said it's disrespectful. Uh, um, Drew Brees did say something when when he was nailing. They asked him about it. I'm saying before Donald Trump mentioned it. Before Donald Trump mentioned it, yeah, he said something. Right. I remember him and Sherman going back and forth on it. All right. So Drew Brees will have to explain. Drew Brees, anyone else who has to, um, anyone else who feels that the act of kneeling is disrespectful. Respectful to explain to me how in many religions you kneel to pray as a sign of reverence. When uh, someone is injured on the field, you take your helmet off and you kneel as a sign of respect. When there is a fallen soldier in war, you kneel as a sign of respect. But you can't kneel when the flag is, is being you know, the national anthem is being played. 
I don't say how the act itself is considered disrespectful. In every other area, it's a sign of respect or reverence. You understand? Mm-hmm. I don't get. I don't get the act itself. And then, but just the fact that you, it's like you're purposely trying to put a blinder on to the real issue, mm-hmm. and that's frustrating. Yeah. And then you get the people who try to use 9-11 as an excuse why people are disrespecting the flag and trying just just uh, discredit or um, die, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just just move your cars over like it's not nothing. And um, I think that's one of the problems that I have with it. Also, when I when I when I heard you breeze with the statement, let me go deep. What's the conversation that you having with your sons? Because one of his sons is one of a big Lamar Jackson fan, and, and that's a black person right there. Mm-hmm. And what what type of conversations are you having with your sons on the regular about this situation going on right now? How are you? How's that translating to your home? Of how you feel, how tone deaf you are on this society? How tone deaf are you are to your to your players that you don't even think of that feelings it was on right now? Mm-hmm. Are you just your brother to feel, or are your brothers as a family? All this like we see. It's your title uh, um, videos whenever they win after the Super Bowl, stuff like that. And they all refer to each other as brothers. But as we show, it shows right now, to this day, a lot of people are not really brothers. So it, it just shows the type of character of, of, of Drew Brees as in the whole. Even though it was tone deaf, you still got to look at it deeper. Like, even if you go back to the whole Antonio Brown and um, Big Ben uh, um, statements and stuff like oh. that. How separate they are as a people. I think I think Drew Brees is different. Mm. I, I think like if it's I believe what Drew said, he believes in his heart. That's that's a fact. I also believe that Drew Brees isn't a racist person, and that he, say he has great relationships and um, strong relationships with African Americans and other races. I believe it. And, and just from, from him being a public figure and the type of um, society that we in where everything is publicized, all it takes is one disgruntled um, receiver or teammate to be like, you know what, Drew is this and this, this and that. Somebody could have up right now. Mm-hmm. This would have been the perfect time to say, you know what, Drew always been a Drew always been at Like, nah. Mm-hmm. No one at his character, they just pulled him up. Like, they were disappointed. Like, bruh. Right, understatement. Why you... Why Missing it, ain't nobody came at him like, all right, like he's a racist, like how um how how Boogie set up the um the, <laughs> the king. You like when Boogie said that, you you see C Webb like oh C Webb said something, Matt Bond said something. Doug Christie said something. He always been a racist. They already knew that. Yeah. Like that's an opportunity for them to jump. But it's not seeing that with Drew Brees. I feel like like that's confirmed that. Who he is as a man is, you know, one who shows love to people of all races. And at the same time, he also believes that everyone should stay. Like, hmm. well, I don't think it was racist. But we can still be fans. I've never got a racist vibe from it. I mean, mm-hmm. you can tell me if I'm wrong being a fan. But I just never got a racist vibe from it. I just got a woeful, ignorance vibe to it. Like, yeah. this yeah. doesn't affect me directly. So I'm not as focused on this right now. But then when I said something and it hurt other people, and that's not who I am, then I actually, it became in my focus. It woke him up like, oh, 
it up. Like, yeah. bruh. It took this to, you know. And you never know. I think they may grow stronger as a locker room because of it. Some, I seen somebody was saying, like, Drew Brees should retire. He lost City. He lost the locker room. Mm-hmm. All this like, come on. Like, like I said, come on. if he did off of that, then he not the, he not the QB that we that all of us think he is. Because you can't be elite and lose a locker room off of that that quick. Yeah, and, and then let's not yeah, come on, come on. I can see if if he was that type of guy, then it's like all right, cool. I can see him losing locker room. Then matter of fact, he'd have been lost locker room. They wouldn't he wouldn't be who he is. Right. If that was the case, so like I said, he he said the same thing. And from what we've seen, sports is like the ultimate unifier. Right. Like, the the Celtics in this, what, 60s won, what, 11 rings? Yeah. Where Bill Russell had to stay in a whole different hotel, deal with racism and all that. But on a quick, like, those 12 guys, they were fans. Yeah. That small group, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, he said the same thing back in 2016. And he just didn't grow from it in those four years. To me, it's just the same stance stood for four years when they asked him a question again during this time, and we're actually home and we're we're quarantined and we get to watch so much coming through our phones of people dying or protesting now and like that's in our face for him to still be that tone deaf was like, damn. And then, like I said, when he, he saw that he actually hurt Mike Thomas and Kamara and had talked to Cam about everything, that let me know, like, okay, they, they move it forward. He didn't mean what he said. But he, he meant what he said. He just didn't understand the ramifications of what he said. And like I said, I'm still a Drew Brees fan. Yeah. I love a quarterback. Only thing... The one thing that I'm I'm kind of upset about for football season is I don't know if I can say the same thing about Dabo. I don't know if I can still be a Dabo fan. Dabo Sweeney? Yeah. That's the coach for Clemson. Yeah. That's the coach who, 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 who said, had the same stance breeze four years ago, and then this time around, he said he chose to listen. It's that, it is the whole report about the tight end coach calling people nigga and he not confronting that situation and understand he had this shirt for a minute, he had this shirt for a while, but at this time wearing a shirt that says football matters, it's kind of a slap in the face as well. Like, you can't... Come out with the football matter shirt in, in the middle of a BLM movement. <laughs> he posted that? Mm hmm. That's sad. I'm a Dabo fan. It's just making me hard to be a Dabo fan, bro. Y'all ain't gonna like me at all, man. <laughs> I ain't canceling that, bro. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying being a fan is different than actually appreciate somebody's talent. Like, I'm no longer a Kanye West fan. I appreciate the man's talent. I'm not a fan of his anymore. 
Speaky peace. <laughs> I can see the out please all over your face. <laughs> oh my gosh, yo. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Everyone is sensitive right now. Is it time is everything, I bro? <laughs> I get it. Everyone is sensitive right now. I get it. I get it. Alright, forget the shirt. Whatever. Time right. is everything right now, yo. Understand. <laughs> I got a question though when um the, the tight end coach. The tight end coach used the word to prove a point. That's what they he said, the yes. Word. That's the story. Now, they said to use the word to try to say, to stop using the word. To prove a point. Of how, yeah. like, you say it so, like, like for us, we say, my nigga, this and that, so freely. It's in the music, it's in the culture. Hip hop runs the culture. Pop is the world right now. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the North American culture. Like, no, we ain't including you right now. <laughs> gotcha. I understand. 
So the LGBT movement, I mean, they they still black. They still have to go through the trials and tribulations of being black as well. So do other trans that, that are black. Places. I'm just saying, but so, uh, so, so if Dabo said black football matters, it didn't, all right, black football lives matter. It was just football matters, that's all. It was just, they just at the time. I'm You're not really talking about a life. You're talking about using a black man to get you wins. Like, we already understand you like Deshaun Watson. You called him Joy. We got that. We got you. <laughs> it's not what we're talking about right now. All right, I'm just saying, but you still felt, sorry, you still find fault in that That's what it sounds like. I don't really fault him for anything. I just fault him for the time and the word it. I told you I'm a Dabo fan, yo. I like Dabo. I just think it's insensitive to word at this time without releasing a statement. Gotcha. He um he literally just posted a video, fourteen minute video, um about the, the shirt and all that. So I yeah, I mean I know he had it before some type of organization he's with. It's just at the time it looks the optics of it looks bad. Yeah. It's not the only time or the first time he wore it or been seen yeah. with it. Just the optics is bad. You know what? I'm I'm going to look at it from another perspective. All right? The NFL, we we opened the show saying the NBA has a date. NFL has a date. Mm. College football doesn't have a a date. No, they don't. He's a college football coach. Mm -hmm. They don't have a date of of what's what. They still, like, decide what to do what. And he said football matters. And then, you know, football does matter. Football is one of the sports that bring races together. It does. High five strangers. I don't know when the touchdown happens. You know, I get, I've got tickets to games from other races because of the tour football game. Like, just because. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. It does. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, the whole uproar. Like, I can see... I can see like 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 bro, you you brain dead right now. The timing is bad. Like Dabble, we understand. But I'm just saying that might be the reason. That might be the reason why he wore the shirt. I can see that. I mean, I can under, I can understand that. Let's put it that way. I can understand that. I can understand it. If that's why, it's just it's a bunch of it's a bunch of snowball effect. It's just the snowball yeah. becoming. It's rolling down the hill, and it's just yeah. piling on. Yeah. And, and also, like, um, from the reverse side of things, when Kaepernick had his workout, you know, with the NFL, how how it was reported, all right, he's supposed to work out at the Falcon Stadium, all this and that, then he wound up going to doing his own thing, working out, and he wore the Kunti Kente. And it's like, hold up, yo. <laughs> people felt could people could have felt the way, like, hold up, man, why he wearing the Kunti Kente shirt if he want to be back in the league? They just feel away. Yeah. Again, timing, timing is everything. Yeah. The timing was just wrong. All right. But, you know, he said, you know, that's a conversation starter. I I enjoy that shit. I ain't see too many people wear it after. Well, anybody (laughs) wear that, to be honest, but. Mm -hmm. 
Alright, man, let's let's get some shopping established Pay attention more to his since that's somebody that I know. I think he gets like he he, he I think he's the, the best big conversation starter in the whole in the whole site. And some of it is just like you know somebody like us. Some of we ain't responding a lot of the conversations that he started up. But other people, oh you crazy? This isn't it? That that that. It's like oh you can fall in the trap. Kyrie got better. Kyrie a better shooter. Kyrie got better handles. Kyrie a better finisher. But Wall can finish. Wall can handle. <laughs> and Wall, I think Wall's a better passer. I think Wall makes the team better. And Wall is a better defender to me. So, so if you, if one of y'all had to pick either or the Star Shot franchise for one trade and one trade only, who would it be? Hold up, for one one point guard in the league? For either Kyrie or John Wall. And you had oh. to 
Just for one trait. Not all the traits that they know they had, but for one trait and one trait only, who would it be? John Wall. Makes the team John better. Wall makes the team better. Huh? He makes his teams better. Uh, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you. We had this discussion a few years back. And I went to the numbers. I looked at John Wall's first couple years in the league. Now he was trending. And, they, and like each year, it was his team. Each year, he, his team got a little better. All right? And he had more help. Kyrie was doing the exact same thing with less talent. And then just the big fish landed. And then it's like, all right, whatever. All right, when that big fish landed, he went to Boston. Yeah, he went to Boston. Boston was his next team, right? After after yeah. Cleveland. And both of those teams, both of those teams with Kyrie Irving not even on the sideline, Kyrie Irving sitting home was one game away from the finals. The Warriors haven't sniffed the playoffs without John Wall. Yeah, Al, but the Wizards also have the roster that Boston had. <laughs> like, come on. Like, come on. They even had Gordon Hayward at that time, didn't they? Yeah, Al, let me question. If you were the Harry Irvin in that finals, would they would have won? No. That's your opinion. What about you talking about? Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. They don't, uh, possibly. Possibly. I was talking about winning the finals. No problem. Oh, you they didn't win the Cavs. Win the Cavs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Kyrie, they won. That, yeah, year, that was the first year. That was the first year. Yeah, Kyrie made the one. This ain't no space hands. He's just like, yes or no? I'm trying to think. I don't remember. I, I don't remember them being that far away from Cleveland without Kyrie. And I remember Kyrie actually making them worse. Like, they got better without Kyrie. No, sir. They were getting better without Kyrie. Look, I think, I think you're thinking about year two when Kyrie and Gordon Hayward's coming off the injury. Okay. That's, that's fair. Gordon Hayward got hurt the first night. The very first night when they first came. Right. Because Kyrie and Gordon came on the same year. Right. Broke it the first night, right? Right. It was Kyrie and just the young guys. Mm-hmm. They had the best record in the East. Right. They, everything was rolling beautifully. Kyrie gets hurt, misses that portion of the playoffs, and they and they was too young. The following year, it's like, all right, how can they implement the healthy Gordon Hayward back in the starting rotation since Jason Taylor started going off? Mm-hmm. Unexpected was here. How can you in- implement all of this talent back in? And the problem was Brad Stevens couldn't couldn't do it. He was forcing Gordon Hayward in the mix, and it just wasn't working. So, but the backlash was let's fall, let's put it on Kyrie because Kyrie's the leader. Kyrie's outspoken, and they was winning. Um, they won a series in the playoffs without Kyrie. So it's like, oh, let's kind of push it off for Kyrie. Let's make, let me make this statement. Hold on. Let me make this statement before you continue. I don't watch Boston. At all. Alright. Alright. Continue. Alright. But that, that's the whole narrative. That, that's where the narrative started. And it wasn't like, it's like, it's, it's the, it was the issue of how do you put so much talent in 
Like what talent uh, works well together? Because you gotta you gotta think the first year you wasn't really expecting Jason Tatum to jump like he did his rookie year. Like no one's you would think all right Jalen Brown was gonna be the gonna get significant minutes. Like um uh Cole, Hayward was clearly a starter. Brown probably come on the bench between him and um, Tatum sharing minutes. Smart and then plus they had Rozier. They had a whole bunch of squad. It was like all right, so it fit better the first time around when one guy went down. So well, then actually I'm sorry, two guys went down by the playoffs happened. So then it was like the following year is trying to like filter everybody in. It was chaos and he like all right, gave Kyrie's escape goal. It's just that simple. Okay. No one sees it that way, but it's the fact. Like he's a scapegoat. Ever since that, ever since that that year, you haven't heard Brad Stevens in many coach of the year conversations. Right. Coaching in basketball and all have you? No, I haven't. Exactly. Because <laughs> people was talking crazy. Like, oh, he better than Pop now. Like, wait a minute. Like, wait. Like, wait. He better than call out. Like, wait, slow down, mm-hmm. slow down. <laughs> oh, damn. Yo, do you? Am I the only person that realized that people deal with extremes? Like, you have to be either the best or the absolute worst. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, this is the best we've ever seen, or this is the worst we've ever seen. Like, right. like, right. like, enjoy the journey. Like, there is blessings in the journey. Right. You know, look at boy, look at that beat. But, John, I can't answer that question. I love them both. I would pick Wolf, so I would still pick Wolf. Huh? I would still pick Wolf. Okay. I probably still pick Wolf too, though. Ah. Even with all that said, but I would still pick Wolf. Nah, I probably pick Kyrie. Yeah, I probably pick Kyrie. Now, if you said any point guard in the league in their prime, I'd pick Chris Paul over everybody. Hmm. Easy. Sorry. I know Steph That's a crazy. great point guard. But I'll take Chris Paul on everybody. It's a great point guard, but I might I might be willing to take Steph. <laughs> Over CP. In his prime. And I was, CP in his prime was my favorite point guard. No, he wasn't. He was my second favorite point guard behind Darren Williams. If we could, if we're talking about that prime. <laughs> I wonder when was it the day or the morning that Darren Wayne decided to wake up and want ass. <laughs> <laughs> he did just wake up one day and was just complete trash. Like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yo, that was a walking bucket problem and then woke up it like, was. Yeah, happened. <laughs> injuries, man. Something. The thing, Chris Paul, they call, like, they're our age, Al. And Chris Paul's still a problem. Yeah. Darren Williams not in the league. That's that's crazy. Mm. It just uh, said one worked and one didn't to me. Mm. All right. Something. All right. Shot with the stopping. Shout out to Tavon. Keep the group interesting. Yeah. Shot with the stopping. Roger Goodell will take a knee to this season. 
I'm going to shop it. He worked for the owners, and I think 31 out of the 32 owners wouldn't mind him doing that. I know Jerry Jones still going to be on his, his stance. But I think the other 31 wouldn't mind him doing that. It helps that brand out. Especially with how the NBA is going to be. And you just said Adam Silver was the best commissioner. They want they they're gonna be on at the same time fighting for airwaves. I think he's I'm gonna shop it. I think he he does take a knee, but he's gonna do a little bit more dedicated month, I guess. Share another awareness that we already have in the NFL. But I just don't know where it's gonna be. He's gonna want to do a lot of action involved with it, but I think he's gonna take a stand on my knee, but just not like every week, maybe like. First game of the year type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't gonna do it every week. Like, no one has to do it every week. Like, <laughs> 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 I, 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 can, I can see it being done. I, I, just, I can see it being done the first opening Thursday night game. Exactly. Hmm. Two black quarterbacks starting against each other. Week one. Gotta take a knee. No better time. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know where Roger Goodell got this. Well, I don't know where. Um, many people hated Roger Goodell, the person, I guess, mm-hmm. his business ventures, and I guess because he wasn't um, back in Catman, and I guess he many thought he was part of the the collusion to keep mm-hmm. Cap out the league. So when he issued his um, he spoke about George Floyd and the whole movement. Many people thought, oh, he had to do that because because of what the players did. He had to, you know, because the league is mm-hmm. 70%, 80%, 90% African-American. The biggest stars are African-American. So it's like people thought it was forced. Um, like Al said earlier, like you, you, know, you can't have that God complex. Either accept it or you don't. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I think I I was like totally um, caught off guard when I seen the video and was like, wow, like that's what's up. Like I was happy to to hear him. Like I thought it was sincere. So, uh, of course, you're going to read off like a, a teleprompter, if you will, because you want to make sure you, you, you're speaking everything. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has the gift of gab to come out and express their art. You know what I mean? Some of the best speakers use teleprompters. So, I thought it was, you know, pretty um, sincere. What did y'all think? I mean, I think it was sincere. I think it was something that he wanted to do. Something that he, like I said, he worked for the 32 owners in the league. So, before he could actually move and do this, it has to come from them as well. He can't just go off the cuff and do something. Or else the other 32 owners in the league will find another commissioner. Like, they just... He doesn't have a guaranteed spot. Like, they appointed him that. Right, right. So, I think it was pretty sincere. I know people say he didn't mention Cap or they wanted to... Wanted him to apologize directly to Cap. 
And my take on that is because they signed an agreement and a, a case and neither one of them can talk about each other, basically, we have no idea why he wouldn't say cap. So we can't just say, oh, what's in this agreement? Because they just they agreed they agreed to not say. Cat got what eighty million dollars or something like that. Or something? They never said. It. Okay. They never said. They never discussed it. Yeah, but that was the rumor. Yeah, it was a rumor, but they never discussed it. They never to me, cap going silent, can't uh, removes him from being able to say, oh, he didn't, you know, mention cap because they have to be silent. Like you. Did this behind closed doors. So when people were talking about oh Jay Z going to chat, we don't know what the conversations are because not saying anything. He beats he that communication off. So much power and silence. <laughs> it's funny how people want to be so familiar with little information and then make up their own information of how everything is. Or people want to bring their opinion and make it seem like it's fact instead of just listening and understanding different conversations and actually getting your knowledge worth of stuff that's on the internet or anything else. <clears throat> you can't just go into a conversation and think how you feel, no matter how angry you are, that you write all the time about certain things. Like you said, like Al said, we don't know all the information that could have been addressed to the media and to the whole world by you going silent and, and keeping everything hush-hush and settling out of court. So it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of information that, you know, Everybody would like to know that's not going to be known. Right. I thought I saw something very funny on one of the um, sports shows from my from my last network, our last uh, spot. Um, somebody posted a post and was like, "We didn't see Nick Saban say anything." And then somebody asked him back under that post. It was like, "Well, Nick Saban did make a statement." And he can't, his rebuttal was, well, see, Nick Saban had to say something. I'm like, yo, you want him to say something or not? Like, <laughs> like I laughed at him. I'm like, yo, either you wanted him to say something or not. Like, what was the question for? If you want to say either way, he had to say, like, what was the question for? Like, hey, we just want to be up in arms about something right now. Extremists again. <laughs> Extremists slash vendettas or somebody they don't they want to just push at it. I mean, I don't like Nick Saban, but damn, like if he say, he say something. Right. Let's uh. Let's make sure I got another shop and stop it. Another, another one named Broad. Uh, the NBA, July thirty first is the date. Uh. They shouldn't have said nothing. Say it again. You shouldn't have said nothing. About July 31st? Yep. Oh. <laughs> now I'm just looking at that date like, damn, that's a long way away. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, the players got to get in shape. Well. Right, I understand why they said it, but to actually have a date on the calendar and you look, it's like, damn, it's only June 8th. Ain't nothing to watch. <laughs> Crazy thing was, I'm sitting here thinking Father's Day was Sunday. I'm like, hold up, nah. <laughs> 21st this year. I'm like, dang. Mm. Long way. <laughs> like, shucks. <clears throat> what? Um, how, who do y'all see uh, making the playoffs? I'll put a team. I don't see it changing much, though. How does that play? 
play up like play in schedule work. They get eight regular season games, and then whoever is in the playoffs is in the playoffs. Yeah, but and then also um, each team has played the same. Like every team ain't gonna play the same amount of games regular season. Right. So oh, it probably just. Be, I would think like the top, maybe the top four seeds in each comp maybe play less games than the lower seeds. Mm-hmm. You know, five through eight. I would I would assume it go down. When I looked at it, it was uh, I think they said the AFC the AFC team have to have four games over the nice nice um C team, and if it doesn't by the end of the season, then they two play off. It was something like that. You're right. Uh, like a, a game or two. All right, so uh, who do y'all see? I know in the East it's only. Um, well, it's still on the outside looking in right now. Yeah, that's it. It's the Wizards. Here's the thing. Everybody from nine to thirteen in the West. I have somebody I can watch. Not everybody. Not everybody I can say that about on, in basketball. <laughs> not everybody I, I can say that. I hate the fact that they got thirteen in the East. I mean the West. To be honest, they got my man Booker in there. <laughs> they got Booker Aiton in there. I ain't gotta wait till <laughs> next December to watch Booker or Aiton. <laughs> Which team would you take out of the uh, out of the West? Just because he got thirteen. I don't think Phoenix or San Antonio or Sacramento, for that matter, have any shot of getting to a playoffs or a play-in game or anything like that. They're just mm-hmm. interesting to watch. Zoe, Ingram, and, and uh, Zion. Um, is Buddy Buckets playing for the Kings? I thought it was hurt. People ask me go. Hmm? <laughs> you know, Luke, Luke was being stupid in some games. Down, like, down three and got the best shooter on the bench. Like, Luke, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kings got Buddy Buck, because I like. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge is out for the season, but I still like DeMar and I like Rudy. And, like I said, Phoenix got DeAndre and Booker. I like to watch. But I they just don't have a shot. I guess the reason they it's so many teams in the West is because nine through twelve are well, even well thirteen are within three games of each other. So you had to do it. You had to from that standpoint. But how far are they out? How far is eight? Portland gets in. 
and Memphis drops out because Portland has more vets. The more vets understand how, how in this this even though it's different, but some like Melo can treat it as a lockout year. Terry Stotts been Melo been through it. Uh, I don't think was Dame in the league. The lockout year. I don't think Dame was in the league. No, I don't know how twenty eleven. Might have been his rookie year. But I think they got more vets on this team that been through the lockout and understand how tough it was just to get your body going and have your like having your body and mental just pick up and go when the season jumps back up. And I think that's gonna gonna be uh, shown and why the most veteran team is gonna win in that situation. <clears throat> Memphis is really young but super talented and same thing with New Orleans, well same thing with the rest of them. Except for the Spurs. They, you know, but they banged up. They're too damn old. <laughs> Hate the old niggas. Hate them old dudes. Hmm. Yeah, so I think Lakers wind up playing Portland in the first round. No, he missed the lockout year. The lockout year was the year before he came in the league. Alright, that's what I thought. That was what? what was it? That was 11. In the East, um, I honestly can see the Wizards beating Orlando out. I'm serious. Wall or not. I can honestly see Bradley Bill, Washington Wizards beating Orlando out with that spot. How far back are they? That means they're six games from it. Oh no, that's right. Uh, nah. Sort of. If they get within three games, they got to do a play-in. Yeah. Within three games. If you don't, the, what the rule said was, if you don't have a four-game lead over, I guess, a ninth person, then you got to have a playoff game to get that fourth game lead. They got six games. They got. Mm. No, nah, it might say the same. It might say the same. Yeah, never mind. Orlando keeps the eighth spot. Well, Orlando and Brooklyn gets the eighth spot. They gonna flip one of them might flip flop. I've been watching the latest. What's up? I said, does anybody stand a chance of winning the title except for LA or LA? I'm gonna give the um the Bucks an outside chance. Like realistically. Like uh, outside chance. They can. They can get an outside chance. If the Lakers don't have their chemistry together or the Lakers get hurt, the Lakers is one of the oldest teams in the league. The Bucks have outside chance. This can wind up like the Lakers of 2011. You just 
we had we had to leave. We just got old quick. You know what's crazy? I would actually agree with that on the one turn. Mm-hmm. If the Clippers is in the, in the finals. <laughs> I'm tearing my ass off of the Bucks. You understand how upset I would be if the Clippers get the hang of a banner in the house Kobe built when the, in the year he died? Fucking all this shit up. <laughs> Fucking all this shit up. I'm not, but it's still gonna be so pissed. I'm still gonna be pissed off they hang a banner that year. Like y'all niggas ain't ever, ever, ever hung a conference championship banner. How you hang an NBA banner in the year Kobe decide, or they decide to kill Kobe off? Anybody besides Milwaukee or pretty so? No, I think it's a three team race. Oh, what the second and third teams? Nice. Toronto, Boston, and then Miami, right behind Boston. I ain't sleeping on Toronto, but. You not sleeping on Philly? You don't need a six seed? You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely sleeping on Philly. I don't trust Embiid or. Uh... What's up, yo? Simmons. No, not Ben Simmons. I take Boston over uh, Philly. Yeah, I take Boston over Philly. Who said that? That'd be a welcome surprise. Right, I looked around too. Who said that? I just don't. I just don't believe it. It's you got prove. You got prove it to me, Philly. That's just it. What's the light? Do they still got the lights in, yo? With the headband? Is it missed? No, the headband, yo. Uh, Tobias. You Tobias Harris, yes. Nigga name Tobias. I'm not sure. What's his nickname? Don't trust him. That's, that's the other y'all was talking about. I don't trust Tobias or, or Embiid. Mm. You can't trust a light skinned nigga with that hard slavery name. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know the crazy thing from just skill-wise, like pure talent and skill set, if MB is focused, he's the best big man in the game. Easily. That's what's, that's what's so frustrating. It's not even fair, like. And, and like to me, I include Gian, to me Giannis is a big man. I don't care what nobody say. He's, he's like a center. He plays like a center, like period. And those matchups, they guard each other. It'd be fun to watch. And like when Embiid is locked in, it's like he finished with thirty five, eighteen and six. Giannis had like thirty six, twelve and nine. Like be crazy games though. But when he's locked in, man. That's what I don't trust. Because if he's not locked then he can walk away with like 10 points. Like, what the hell? Like, or, or he going to want to shoot threes all game. He's going to piss right. you up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the nigga on the court who want to shoot threes. It's 6-7. Yeah. 
post. Nigga, seven three won't be a point guard so bad, like bruh. <laughs> Not right now. Be a point guard. Go all the way to the rim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, point guards get cut out for stopping the offense thirty feet away. <laughs> Yeah, Ravens came back today. Ravens are back today. Um, Dabble News. He said he will hold out until you get a contract that is respectable. What is a respectable contract that y'all think is worth him coming back for? I don't get it. Because these dudes still... On rookie deals, but I mean, I'm guessing top five is what he's looking for. Top five hundred bet money is what he's looking for. I guess that would be respectable. So the first year he's in the league, he had he only played forty game four games for seventy four rush yards. I mean, seventy four attempts for three hundred yards. Two thousand eighteen, he played eleven games, one hundred and fifteen yards. Last year, played fourteen games for over a thousand. With I think it was about 16 pounds. Don't, don't forget to see me, y'all. Uh, see a dual threat back. The dual threat back. You're running back. <laughs> so, Did should he just play out his, 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 uh, his rookie contract? Or do you think he's been hurt too much to the point where he's thinking about, you know, his future? You know, I think you should always be thinking about your future. But if I'm a team, I'm thinking top five without Kamara and... Um, What's your boy name? Oh, Carolina. Oh, McCaffrey. Yeah. We're well, them two getting top five money. Didn't he get paid already? Yeah, he got paid. He did get paid? Yeah, Matt got paid. Okay. Okay. I know. I know they was talking about. I know he actually got we I ain't got the money yet. All right. That's the same, uh So without Kamara getting paid right? Yeah. That's the same draft class? Yeah, all four of them or three in the same draft class. Panthers made him, what was that, April. They made C-Mac the highest running back in the NFL. Okay. That's, that's what it is. $16 million a season. And, uh, let's see. $64 million agreement. $46 million agreement. Uh, guaranteed money. There's a guarantee. There's a guarantee. I'm trying to skim through it real quick. This little article. He got thirty guaranteed at the sign. Mm. It was a, it was uh, an extension. It was four years, sixty four million dollars extension. Mm. Thirty was guaranteed at sign. Okay. Mm. And his his salary went up to sixteen per season. So. And All right. So yeah. So top five before Kamara gets paid then. In my eyes, he made the best in the league. And Dalvin Cook ain't the best in the league. So when he said that reasonable, you know, he, he lets you know I ain't chasing the top running back money. But um, 
to me, it's 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 something that has to be done. Unfortunately, because it's like either either he gonna fall into the same boat as um, Melvin Gordon, a well above average running back, and the market's gonna say you're not worth anything to us. You're not worth you know double digit figures. But they're going to use you <laughs> knowing, knowing that you wanted the most talented backs in the league. Same thing with, you know, that's how it's going to go with Dalvin Cook. And until that narrative changes where, you know, the well, the running back market isn't as valued no more, until that changes back to being um, a position of value, then we're going to see this every year through somebody. Like, I think Joe Mixon may be the next guy. We say, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna sit out, move, we move until I get paid. Hmm. Right now, uh, Dalvin Cook made 1.5 last year off his rookie contract. All right, let me ask you uh, a real question. Oh, second round pick, right? Yeah, second or third. Second day pick. Okay. Does he deserve less than ten or slightly above ten? I ain't putting no number on no man. man. I can't do it. I'm just gonna say top five. So wherever that put him. So that's Derrick Henry without a contract at ten mil. Alright. Top. I think he should get top five money. He should fall somewhere in that top five. To me. He should get more than Derrick Henry for sure. <laughs> so the next person is David Johnson at thirteen. Maybe y'all Bell at thirteen one. Then ZBL at five at fifteen. Then you know the rest. Mm. Yeah, so he should be he should be in that group. I mean, this is time for him to get paid. I think he should get paid in that group. Um, Kamara should get paid in that group as well. And I don't know what contract or what deal Kareem Hunt signed with Cleveland, but he ain't gonna get in that way. <laughs> he was projected to. Alvin Kamara is not even making the mill off the last year. Yeah, they still in that rookie deals. But I'm saying he will get in that top five. Once they get off that rookie deal, he'll get in that top five. I think he's going to wait for Drew Brees to retire this year. And then next year, he gets his money. Should Alvin Kamara get paid that much? Should he be considered, you know, get paid like a top five back? He should. He do everything for that offense. He do everything for him? He run the ball. He ball. No, he he sucked when when Drew Brees left. Yeah, but well, well, is it is it fair to say he sucked? Not sucked, but um, his numbers were significantly down when Mark Ingram left. That's it. You know, like some, you know, some would use that against him. Uh, yeah, I think wherever he go, even if he don't say anyone, one, wherever he goes, he's gonna get top five back money. They just, he just um, do that. First year, he had 700 rush yards. Uh, second year, 2018, he had 800. Night 2019, like you said, he had 700 again, almost cracking 800. Um, receiving yards, he had about 800 his first year, 700 his second year, and five his third year. Mm. It's crazy. Should have been used more because Teddy Bridgewater is not a down the field thrower. So he should have been more of that check down type of 
running back feature without Drew Brees. And Drew Brees not even a down the field throw anymore. And it fits because Mike Thomas ain't no burner. So it fits. It fits what they do. You can get the ball to Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas is intermediate to close. Yeah, and, but still, that that tripped me out. Seeing how much the offense changed in one season because of the loss of one running back in split time. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, all right, Mike, Michael Thomas catch a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. Pause. And so his career. I think last year he was number one. Like he caught the most ever, right? Yeah, he broke the record. Yeah, he broke the record last year. So, the year before that, he caught over 100 balls, if I'm not mistaken. But Alvin Kamara also caught, like, what, 65, 70? He, had a, he was a, a, a key focal point. Right. right. This, this season, it was like Michael Thomas a bust. At times, you forgot Kamar, like, Kamar's on the field, like, all right, Kamar's on the field. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. It was like, he was kind of the forgotten man. Like, like he not. I think he kind of just, it became more of a scheme to get the ball to Mike, though. It wasn't that uh, check down. His first year, 2015, he was targeted 100 times for 81 receptions. Second year, targeted 105 times for another 81 receptions in 2018. I think he's he's get top five. Mac already got paid. Kamara get top five. Who else was in that class? Hunt already. I said I don't know what what happened with Hunt with his deal when he went to Cleveland. Mm. Don't know what happened to his with his deal. Um, what class? In uh, oh, that class is Mac Mixon. Mixon. So Mixon's in that class. Mixon should get. They got young quarterback, top five money go to Mixon. Um like where it where it stands now, so from ten ten and up. And yeah. I think Leo will get top fifteen. Leo get what? Leo get top fifteen. So he about to get that Melvin Gordon treatment. He about to get the hell out of the Jackson, bro. That's what he about to get. <laughs> he about to get. <laughs> Yeah, you get that Melvin Gordon treatment, boy. Like, all right, what you want? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Treat like Melvin Gordon and Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
mention this because I didn't really want to try to make it seem like I was giving some type of excuse for what happened with my, my favorite quarterback. But you had Jim Brown say the same exact thing and nobody said anything. <laughs> right. You this, is why I hate culture. this is why I hate cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he said the same exact name. But nah, we're gonna let all that at the gym. Go ahead. Ask me how it's disrespectful. <laughs> Explain to me how kneeling is disrespectful. The act of kneeling is disrespectful. I think it's the timing more than the act. That's my only That's guess. You're supposed to be. You're not even supposed to be moving. You're supposed to be standing hard over your. Your hand over your heart, looking at the stars and stripes, thinking about those that gave their life. This is what I'm thinking about when they, when I hear people say that's disrespectful. Even though they like the vending machines are still, the vendors are still moving around in the crowd. Yo, let me get that popcorn up off. Like they're still doing all of this, doing the anthem. <laughs> they still out there getting their hot dog and hamburgers at at the stands out outside, doing the national anthem. Nobody, nobody's actually stopping to do anything besides the people on the field. So. <laughs> yeah. What Killer Mike say? You deem that disrespectful, but in the beer ad, you got the girl with the, night, with the flag on her butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't mind that. <laughs> like, come on. Um, Picking and choosing again. And Shannon shot his... With his, uh, his outrage on Drew Brees saying he should retire, but they had Lil Wayne on the show today. And if you don't know Lil Wayne, the same Lil Wayne that said, There's no such thing as Black Lives Matter, and there's no such thing as racism because I got white fans. I'm black, I'm, I'm here and I'm talking to you, so of course, Black Lives Matter, what are you talking about? Like that, that Lil Wayne with, with the lean in the cup. That Lil Wayne, all right. They weren't. They didn't press him, but he, I guess because you do the the theme song, you can't really press him about his racist stance. Yeah, 
and saying police brutality don't exist because that officer Bob saved my life. All right, cool, we get it. Let's just can create a fake outrage. That's fine. Right. <laughs> Crazy man, be consistent. Nobody does. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> it, it makes for good TV. Absolutely good TV. And then soon we're going to have some more of it. We need it. Lord have mercy. I'm tired of watching people throw the uh, corn. What is it? Corn husk. Corn hole. Corn hole. Oh my gosh. I didn't even turn the channel to that. My TV is always on ESPN. Like, it's a force of habit. If nothing else is on TV, my TV goes right to ESPN. <laughs> it's a force of habit. ESPN, too. You got, you got NFL Network. You got other stuff that you watch. Everything. If I'm bored in the house and my TV is on and there's nothing else to watch, it goes to ESPN by itself. And I just don't change from it. Yeah, that's the game day pass. 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 That's the game Cause I got I had some type of nightmare. I think I voted for Donald Trump or Donald Trump was reelected or something and I woke up in a cold sweat. <laughs> so I stopped leaving my TV on CNN to go sleep. <laughs> and it's the SPN. That's why I keep waking up the call. CJ Spiller, I'll give him that. CJ Spiller won't even on the list. Al, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about other <laughs> Buffalo running backs. You <laughs> <laughs> glad to see CJ. CJ did what he was supposed to do when he got the lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a bill, he probably. He's not in the top three bill, or he, he third. I'm talking about Bill running back. As far as the Bills, I know he might be. 
Four. I could, off the top of my head, I could think of. He might be four. Mm. So I got Juice. I got Thurman Thomas. And I got maybe Willis McGahee over him to me. Who was your one? Juice. Oh, all right, cool. I got the same three. Same top three, yeah. <laughs> Definitely the same top three. But I don't get it. Like, the guy to say he's better than Shady McCoy? Nah. Mm-mm. I can't do it. Well, I'm biased, though. I'm biased on that one. Shady's my favorite running back for like three, four years. Shady Forte. <laughs> I, I can't put him on that. I can't do it. <laughs>
Yeah. No, he played. He played for 49ers. He got drafted by the 49ers, but yeah, in the field. Yeah. So he retired. It was for him messed his knee up in college. Boy, was that, that was a bad that was a bad injury. Yeah, it was. I remember watching that one. That was SEC play, I remember watching that. Um, yeah, I can't think of any. What happened to um Nah, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that to the other. <laughs> I ain't gonna do that to you. Jason Seahorn. No guys, You don't see too many white cornerbacks in in the league. Yo, he was he was promising for one of them. So he got burned by Brandon Stoke. He was like, all right, never mind, Jason. <laughs> He's going to have a long career, man. Well, no, it wasn't that long. But it was, no, it wasn't that long. He didn't get 10 years in. 94 to 03. Yeah. He was really not an old one. We were getting burned by Jason. Burned by, burned by Brandon Stoke. Yeah, what was that? Burned early. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Stop those burns you in the Super Bowl? Yeah, brother, that's it. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. um, we talked about this a little bit last week, but um, Mikey, Mikey uh, Williams, you know, talked with Taylor Brooks a little bit about how uh, realistically. So, was he, is he really considering an HBCU? He says he's truly considering 15 years of old. 15 year old Mikey Williams, you know. Wow. Shout out to Taylor Rooks. I got to watch that interview. Wow. Delaware State, Morehouse, Florida AM, North Carolina Central, Hampton, Southern, Grammar, Howard, Texas Southern, Norfolk State. Tennessee State and Alabama State have all offered him a scholarship mm-hmm. immediately after he said what he said. It'd be a good look. Yeah. If we can, like I said, if the HBCUs can give him the correct tools that he needs to further his career, further his game, have him work out in top-notch facilities, it's a good look. I think his I'm saying off the air like um, he's already like even before he made this uh, statement he was already known worldwide on a one name basis Mikey And, and at 15 before that so his talent is crazy his following is crazy. The hype is crazy. Hmm. If he does this, like, he changes the landscape of college basketball for sure. And it's kind of like, um, I think 
many follow him. Like, he's the number one recruit. He go do it. I think coaches will follow him, you know, to, to reach out and, you know, try to get get those jobs at, you know, HBCUs. Um, more top players. This this might be the way, because right now the top players, when they come out of high school, they're not even going to college. Mm. Like, um, what's the kid? Jalen Green. I think he's Jalen Green, maybe the number one player this year. Number one. No more point guard this year. You going straight to the G League? Right, a lot of people make that jump to the G League over overseas. Melo overseas yeah. or came from coming from overseas. Taking the Melo balls coming from overseas or is right. already from overseas. I don't know where you find ball at, but you remember yeah, him going over there. Yeah, he didn't go to college. Um, the kid before Jalen, I forgot. He came out last year with uh, graduate last year. Name right now. He was at like the top point guard. Archie Hampton. Archie Hampton. He went overseas and now he's entering, going into the draft. But if Mikey goes this route, this is the way. This is forces players back to college basketball, and it is it it further you know bigs up the the programs at other HBCUs. Yeah, we can get some funding and more money goes into those schools because of that guy. Whether we like it or not, you know, many, you know, don't like the business side of college sports, but Mikey would bring so much money and revenue to whatever school, HBCU, he chooses. If he chooses. Whatever he goes, I hope it's the best decision for him and his, you know, his family, but that'll be Y'all gotta check him out. Yeah, I gotta watch him. I had no idea who he was before this week. I gotta add uh, two NFL injuries that we forgot to talk about. That's uh, Bo Jackson and uh, Shazier. Ooh, both of them. It's tough. All I'm gonna say is all that Barry Sanders talk. Bye. All my talk about Amy Smith. Bye. <laughs> I'm I'm this close to saying he'd have been better than Marshall Elsie. I'm this close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that beautiful blend of power and strength, though. That's just <laughs> good. Walking right. away from it. Right. Good. Alright. All that athleticism. Start a kid off playing football. Show them Ryan Chase in. 
This is what you don't do when you tag. And that's going to practice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just just being realistic. Like this is this is the line. You don't you don't tackle that way. Either just turned the game on or I was doing something and came back to it and was like, dang, that was like one of the first plays I watched of that game. Man, you just don't want to see that to anybody. Like, I won't wish them my worst enemy. I was right, 31 teams in the league. Yeah. We could potentially say Alex Smith, too. Eh. He was going to play out that risk his contract. So. But was it really early? He played, what, 12 years already? Why? Because he played his good amount of career, like 10 years plus? Like, if like if A-Rod retired right now, it wouldn't be Alex. I'm not Alex. Uh, Aaron retiring too early. He was just, all right, he was hard. <laughs> and they came in the same year. But Aaron Rodgers, he ain't successful in the Super Bowl and all that. But what I'm saying is you wouldn't say that too early. They came in the same as that year. So to say that Alex Smith's career was ended early, it wasn't. His career was, it was the same as that year. It's around the time, besides the super quarterbacks playing until they like 44, like Drew Brees and... Tom Brady and Warren Moon. This is around the time where they really start retiring. <laughs> yeah, but but I guess what John says because of the injury. Like Alex Smith was coming off of what back to back to yeah back to back successful seasons, and he was leading like, the division yeah. that injury. Yeah, like the Redskins was going, was was going to be something. They definitely was going to be something good, and then the injury happened. I think he said that along those lines. Yeah. I can't say Alex Smith because of the success he had throughout his career. I get it. He was number one pick. Um, he had success early, then it was a little rocky, but then he still had success with San yeah. Fran, Kansas City. Like, where he went at, he was successful. Yeah, I just don't see it as being early to me. I don't say his yeah, career was yeah. early. He had a good career. Like, like to me, I don't, like, like, when people say Grant Hill was robbed of his career, I'm like, no. He was robbed of his prime, but his career was still pretty good. Oh, yeah. And then, even then, like, all right, yeah, he robbed, robbed of his prime. Because after that injuries, he still made all-star team. He still was, like, sixth man of the year, I think, one year. Like, and he's still a Hall of Famer. Like, that's no robbery. Like, like no robbery of his career. Like, and his wife is still saying, no robbery. Yeah, like, Alright, you get the merch, man. You good, yeah. You good. <laughs> yeah, like, like Rob and like players like Brandon Roy. That's a ride. Um Bowie. Bo Jackson. That's Rob. What could have been? Go left. How long he can play like two sports? Huh? I'm not. Go left. I'm not. 
I'm fighting it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so ignorant. It wasn't really an injury though, Sean Taylor. It wasn't really an injury though. Chris Henry. They weren't really injuries. But. Well, he ain't started a career. You got to start one in the area. <laughs> Just saying, he ain't started. Reggie Williams was in early. Reggie Lewis. Reggie Lewis was in there early for the Celtics. Truck Lewis. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's the one. Yo, to this day, I was scared straight off the Limbaugh story. Mm-hmm. Learned that story as a kid, and I've been mm-hmm. straight ever since. Like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you messed with the booger sugar. Yeah, even though it's like, you look at it, you be like, no, ain't no way, man. He, I wanted his first time. You know, all the conspiracy theorists said that one is the first time or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Soul star. Nah, uh, booger sugar. Can't do it. Dick. Nah. Y'all think he'd have been better than Mike? Have, uh, let me make sure this. They just watching. Play. I'm watching some footage of him. YouTube, some games. It's then, like your second, his second jump. It's like you remind me of Sean Marion a little bit. How quickly he exploded off the ground, like his first and second jump. But and then he also remind me of Neek. It's always looking at Dominique and um, Lynn Biases too, who jumped so high, like they hang in the air and they shoot it. It's like, ain't no way you can block that shot. It's like, they just sitting up. You just stop in the air and just wait for you. Like, okay. All right, now I'll let it go. It's like, yo, that's scary. I just think he would have helped keep Boston young. And they wouldn't have hit that cliff that they did. Him and Reggie Lewis would have just kept that Celtic dynasty rolling. When when Kareem Chief and uh, Larry was done. Not Kareem. Mikhail Chief. Right. That'd been nice. You had Lynn Bias, um, D Brown. Um, trying to get after that, maybe Lynn. They probably have been. Well, you can't really predict who would have been that. But anyway, yeah. Lynn, D Brown, and like Reggie Lewis had been a nice little trio. Yeah, that was in the playoffs. That's so, been nice. It they got old quick because Limbox was the contingency plan after them. I was the next one by the time they out. He he's he was top player in the league. To have them to even have that pick. Like I know y'all know more history than I do. Why did the first pick? I forgot. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. Yo. I forgot how that In the eighties? I'm like, hold up. How you win the championship? And still get the first pick? Like, bruh. Yo, I don't. It, the Lakers and the Celtics in the eighties was some well and dead because they would always win, but they would always adding top picks to their team. Like you ain't supposed to add that many top picks to your team when y'all niggas in the finals every year of the decade. Like 
Worthy was a top three pick. We were supposed to have that name coming off wins. But Red and Jerry was some will and dealing motherfuckers, boy. Started a dynasty at the wrong time. Or tried Who to that? start a dynasty at the wrong time. Who that? Phoenix. No! They blew that up. They should have blew that up. They should have blew that up. That year, um, who was it? They had, they had, uh, Nash. Nash, Joe Johnson, Sean Marion, Amari. I can't think of it at the five. Maybe it was Kirk Thompson, somebody at the five. I think it was Kirk or Boris. Right, I think it might have been Boris. And they had they had Quentin Richardson off the bench. Mm. And I think Bosa was there too. They had like this was around the time the seven seconds or less was really right. starting. Man, they should have stuck with it. 
it's like as soon as Joe Johnson got this deal and they ain't want to match it and pay him and let him walk, it start to crumble. Because mm. Joe got bounced out and Q got bounced out and they just wanted the same. Like, no. I think it was a good team. I think it was an entertaining team. I just didn't think they would have ever got past the Lakers and the Spurs. I think they were the two dynasties at the time that they were trying to get over. And Dallas stuck with enough pieces and a good coach long enough that they finally got their one. And I feel like Phoenix could have gotten their one. Especially when the Lakers was having those down times. Right. So you saying that, but you got to look at how, how the game is played now. Phoenix was ahead of his, ahead of his time. Right. And it's, and it's not like they didn't play defense. They had defenders. Like, mm-hmm. Phoenix... Phoenix is a tough out. That's enough, that's enough scoring and defenders and firepower. They could have got one. Like yeah. you said, they could have got at least one out of that. Yeah. They kept that core together. I think Phoenix was a tough out for the Lakers and the Spurs. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, every year, they was just a tough out. It was always tough. It was always right there. Yeah, they beat Lakers, what, 05-ish, somewhere around there when Coach Bashak left? We lost a 3-1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was even, and it's not, I'm not even talking about that squad. Like, this is, the squad I'm thinking about was like, I want to say like 08, 09, somewhere around there. Okay. I think it's that, that's around that time. I want to say that's the squad I'm thinking about. No, 8 09, we, it's in the finals. No, they lost to um I think they lost to the Spurs, but they oh. they blew it up after that. Oh, okay, I got you. Like y'all y'all missed out, like y'all had something going. Kinda like with uh when um the bullets. They were still considered the bullets back then. When the bullets drafted Rasheed. Hmm. And they had that, that they had a big athletic squad. That like Rasheed rookie year was the starters like Jordan Howard played the three. Rasheed no. Yeah. Howard played the three. Webb at the four. Murrison at the five. Hmm. She came out the bench. That rotation. And at certain certain points of the game, they played all three of them together and put Murrison on the bench. Hmm. That that was something. Something fun to watch. Yeah. But then they traded him for Ron Strickland and a draft pick and something else. And it's like, you blew it up too quick. Yeah, and then you trade Weber. It's like, ah, you blowing it up. Certain teams don't stick with it enough. I don't understand it. They get, I don't know if it's impatient. You don't want to pay the, the, the luxury tax. Or what? I feel like some teams blow it up a little too quick. That's one of the problems right there. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're on a hot seat, you're trying to make moves to make sure you ain't on a hot seat. But. Well, you you got you got the owners and um, GMs thinking they are they better than the process and feel like they can do better with lesser players. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, four, five. That's the team I'm thinking about. 
for the uh, Suns. Suns. A four oh five. Yeah. So it was that year. Sixty right. Sixty yeah, cause that was the game when Kobe um didn't want to shoot. Yeah, he was just pass the ball. Y'all say I, right. I shoot too much. I'm, I'm just passing it. <laughs> right. Amari, Nash, Amari, Johnson, Stephen Hunter. That's what the big was. Barbosa, Quentin Richardson, Jim Jackson. Damn. Yeah, they had a squad. They had a mean squad. I, just, I feel like they should definitely got something. Sixty-two win team, yo. Yeah, I think they should definitely won something in that that run with with Nash and them. Uh, I said Lakers was down. We Kobe and Smush Pop at the time, and Kwame Brown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Chris Mem and Chris Mem was out there. Yeah, and Chris Mem was out there. Yeah, 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 Chris Mem was Hey, John, y'all, you be proud of me, yo. I glanced at some UFC for like five minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> how, how long was it around? Was it three, four minutes? That's, I can tell you that. I think it was like five minutes. All right, so yeah. It was something on, I think it was the undercard for the uh, Amanda Nunes fight. Okay. It was the, you know, the regional ESPN. Mm-hmm. I watched that. I watched, the, I think, the last round, one of them undercuts. It was, uh, the commentator was talking about, it was some young boy, this is his second UFC fight, mm-hmm. but he was in there with a vet, like the vet record one, all like great, it was like, probably like double digit wins, double digit losses, mm-hmm. but he was nice on his hands, he was a, like, like, shorty, the young boy kept trying to go to the ground, look at him, uh-uh, come on, get up, <laughs> <laughs> get up, catch these hands. You gonna get your last one from the dick. <laughs> <laughs> and they sit there throwing, yo, this is like alright, this is a little entertaining. See, that's the thing. When you get a boxer versus a wrestler, like whoever's style and whoever's most dominant, that style is gonna win out. Yeah. Like, like Nate Diaz is a straight up and down boxer. And yeah. Connor is a grappler. Nah, Nate was teeing off every time Connor tried to get in the grapple. <laughs> was just teeing off. Curious to check out this Amanda Nunes. I hate to end it on UFC, but it just popped up in my in my mind. No, she dope. I'm curious to see her fight. She I dope. Seen something that said Nunes knocked out Rousey and Holly Holmes, right? Mm-hmm. Is her name Holly Holmes. Yes. And and Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. You ain't seen a Cyborg knockout? I see all. I just recently seen all these highlights. I'm like, yo. New yeah, man is that deal. I seen the outcome. <laughs> I didn't see the fight. What a highlight! I seen the, the. It's a small clip of of last Saturday fight where she puts her belt on a girl she just whooped, and they show the girl's face. She got a Hasim Rockman <laughs> in the middle of my head. I'm like. I'm like, yo, what is this lady doing to people? She, I think she caught her with an elbow that, that did that. That might have been a back fist or an elbow or something. <laughs> get, get up here and she, she, she belongs to a gym where there's no other female fighters at. That's what she trained at. 
New Day is tough, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> New Day is they, tough. They were talking about it on first take, saying uh, how a competition on, on both weight classes won't stand up and say, yeah, I'm ready to fight her. And to the point where it don't matter what type of competition is out there, she just complete, like, depleting them all. Yeah. I need to check her out. <laughs> I need to check her out. For real. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, whoa, that's an impressive resume. Yeah. When she took out Cyber, I was like, yeah. I, Wait, she out. Yeah, like I seen the Ronda. I seen that that the Ronda clip before. I mean, that, yeah. I think that was was memes. I seen yeah. she did the home before. Like, I was shocked by the just backed up for like a good 30 seconds. She probably got yeah. the fight. But she's still trying to go hand in hand. Her hands wasn't landing this quick enough. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, the series. Yeah, man, the series. Let's check, let's check her out. Oh, man. Like you said, they, try, they, they backing away from her. They ain't trying to fight her. <laughs> Did she grapple or she just all hands? She got a little bit of everything, though. But mostly she has. But she got a little bit of everything. <laughs> you just don't have... You don't have ain't no let-up. <laughs> you try to go to the ground, ain't no let-up. <laughs> she, she fuck you up down there. Try to stand up, she's going to piece you up there. Y'all try to get in the middle, she's too quick. Like, she's, there's no let-up for her at all. <laughs> wow. Now, if she's a looker... <laughs> Is she is she marketable in that sense? Because Ronda was somewhat decent enough to market. Mm. And like Gina, like Gina Carrera back in the day was like, like okay, okay, Gina. <laughs> Gina, Gina was like, oh, damn, Gina. Well, she got the little big commercial that she got <laughs> back in. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I think you can make her up to be a liquor. Look, she's not a looker in the room. She's swinging to the left. She's swinging to the left, so she don't really promote herself out there. She promote herself like she kind of like one of the dudes. So yeah, but I'm saying she kind of rough around the edges. I think you can make her up to be one of those, but she's definitely okay. not in the room. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying she don't this. I'm just saying she just swings to the left and she she rock boxer shorts. So. Mm. Oh, she like somebody. Never mind. We want air. We want air. Why is somebody want to fight this lady, yo? Huh? I'm looking. Why would you want to fight this lady? Jesus. Why would you? Hell yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna say in the face. <laughs> That's so sexist. We're not going to end this on that sexist ass note. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying like she got a strong chin, like, like she, she do got strong ass chin. Yeah, she ain't getting knocked out. <laughs> she never lost a fish. What's up? She undefeated, right? I think yeah. so. I'm just gonna say yeah. Anyway, no, she lost four. 
Right. It was our first fight ever. <laughs> <laughs> then she lost four of them. All by decision. She ain't never been knocked. Oh no, she got knocked out. She got knocked out twice. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Damn, who knocked you out? They might have been early though. It probably was early. Because now she got everything. Now she added everything to her repertoire, so she pro it was probably early. Damn, my phone about to die. She was 9-4 when she lost. Was her last loss, 9-4. Mm. She done won 11 straight fights. She got TKO with elbows and punches. Damn. Mm. What's that, 13th fight? Mm. Yeah, so we're fair. Yep. Yep. Yep, she lost her first fight by submission. Lost her eighth fight by knockout, TKO. Lost her tenth fight. Lost her thirteenth fight. Even after that, she said, man, please. <laughs> you said she had everything to a repertoire. Not no more. <laughs> she had one of them conversations. You go out there with the or you gonna come out here and come in the house and get your ass with? Which one you want? Why? Hey. Yeah, the cat Zingano, though. She can say, I'm not out. <laughs> <laughs> you probably whooped me now, though. <laughs> but <laughs> right. I called at the right time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's rare to walk away from UFC undefeated, though. That's the thing. There's so many different styles. Yeah. It, it, it gets stopped so quick. There's so many different styles, too. It's like... What are you prepared for? Yeah. But that kind of is like, like you better prepare for. It's like the referee deem you got hit too hard. Oh no, I gotta stop this. <laughs> it's like, hey man, give that man a ten second count. Like, nah, they didn't be fine. Nah. You can stop it. <laughs> you pull it like this. And it, right. <laughs> get away. You start leaning the wrong way and you catch a knee? Boy, that's that's it. <laughs> that's it. Has there been any, any UFC deaths in the ring? I haven't seen any. But I I don't know the record of it or what has been. Injuries are crazy. Don't talk about like who died because you know like I know it's been it's like I feel like it's always some in boxing every year or every other year. Someone died from, you know. Of course, so some in MMA, maybe not UFC level. Mm. Well, probably yeah. definitely some in, in the MMA field. Yeah. To get up to that. Wow. Ultimate fighting. I did see him call him a, a yeah. Call him a name. I kind of forgot what. Yeah. Let me look at it. My phone died. What do you call him? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm about to say that. I don't even know if he knew him like that. 
Maybe we're jumping out the gate like that behind these computers. Yeah. Yeah, I know if we knew them like that, if we calling them something like, I'm like, all right, that's, that's probably about to go left if they don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm about to charge my phone and get me something to eat, fellas. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Be blessed, be productive. We'll see you next week. See, black people doubt there'd be more. We love you. We out. Please note, the session recording has stopped. This year, make your holiday dreams come true at TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and HomeGoods. The shelves are super stocked and the prices totally rock. Cashmere sweater for mom? Check. A remote control car? Check. The perfect handmade chessboard for your genius BFF? Check and mate. And that's just the beginning. Stores near you are packed with amazing gifts, so you'll spend less and gift better. Endless selection, great prices all season long at your TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and Home Goods.